Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Uh, we're here with the second installment of the shorter podcast series. Uh, we're doing season previews. Uh, we just finished up doing the Anaheim Ducks yesterday. Uh, today we're doing the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'm your host again, Joe Rat. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Ball Placement podcast we talked about the rebuilding process uh, with the Anaheim Ducks and with the Coyotes it's a similar case but I think they're in the mindset of hopefully timing up the new well I don't know if they'll be in time it'll be in time but getting in a new stadium in time for a you know serious cup contending team I think that first big step starts this year I think they can scratch and crawl their way to a possible playoff entry um, it's a weaker in, in large comparison to the Eastern Conference um, not totally wide open but I think they have the talent to get close if not a uh, playoff berth um, they made some additions of course to their already I think very talented core uh, with Clayton Keller, Barrett, Hayton, Nick Schmaltz leading the way at that top line. Um, they added in the offseason uh, Troy Stetcher, Sean Dersey, Jason Zucker, Alex Kerfoot, and Nick Bustad. Uh, Nick Bustad, of course, returning to the Coyotes um, after uh, some time away on a couple different teams. Um, Troy Stetcher, probably not... In terms, not in, ter- in terms of reality, a guy who can block some shots and uh, add some depth to that defensive core. Uh, but the rest of those guys, Sean Dersey, Jason Zucker, Alex Kerfoot, I think they're both valuable in terms of fantasy as well as reality. Um, so let me go ahead and uh, get to my trusty daily face-off site here. Um, one of the best sites in the game, of course, if you're uh, an avid or average hockey fan, you probably have heard of it. Um, let's see. Um, so right now we're looking at, like I said, the, you know, the top line includes uh, Clayton Keller, a top 50 or so uh, player overall. And uh, he's centered by Barrett Hayton and Nick Schmaltz on the right flank. Those three guys are definitely worth owning, of course, in your fantasy league. Um, I'm not going to go in depth of, you know, what round or whatever to draft them in your redraft leagues, but uh, I think all three of them are, are worthy of, of having on your team and I think will be on a roster that wins that uh, eventual championship. But uh, further than that, um, along with the additions, they, of course, had a top five draft pick in Logan Cooley. Uh, he'll, it looks like he'll be that second line center. Uh, we'll see how the training camp goes, but, uh, all indications point toward that being, um, a real, um, possibility. I don't think he'll challenge Barrett Hayden for that first line center position, uh, this year, at least, I think maybe in the future, that could definitely be something that Arizona, or maybe he'll force the issue on, um, it was thought that he might go back to Minnesota uh, to play.
play another year in college, but he uh, recently signed a three-year entry-level contract, and he'll be uh, starting his pro career um, more off, um, more than likely at the, the national level. Um, he'll be flanked by Matthias, Matthias Michelli, uh, who had a pretty good 2023, all things considered. Jason Zucker comes over from Pittsburgh and joining a very uh, young squad in comparison to the Penguins, um, who uh, boast a very veteran uh, group and uh, will have a similar situation this year. But uh, that aside, we have the bottom six group with uh, Alexander Kerfoot, again, another um, addition with Nick Bustad, like I said, and on the right side, we'll have Dylan Gunther, or they'll have Dylan Gunther. Uh, fourth line, Jack McBain, Travis Boyd, Lawson Krause. Um, most of these guys are probably not worth looking in terms of your fantasy draft, but, you know, keep an eye on during the year. Never, You never know with health or um, surprise breakouts. Um, I don't foresee any of these guys forcing the issue. Kerfoot had a pretty good year last year. Um I think of all the of all of all the six guys I mentioned, he'll probably be a guy who in the past has served as like a utility forward, can jump into any situation really and offer value. Um not a you know obviously not a, a stat stuffer, but a guy who you know, hard-nosed guy, gritty guy. Um, you can do all the – do everything the coach wants. Um, on the defensive side, we have J.J. Moser, uh, who was there last year. Yusuf Valamaki was there last year. Um, they bring in Matt Dumba. I forgot to mention, but, you know, coming off a terrible year, I don't – I wouldn't own him in fantasy. I would – he's not really worth mentioning at this point. He's listed as the second um, the second guy on that first pairing with J.J. Moser, but I, I see Sean Dursey forcing his way onto that first pairing as, lo- as well as um, commanding that first power play unit. Um, I think Sean Dursey got the short end of the stick in L.A. Um, I don't think there's any two ways about that. I thought he would be a keeper for that franchise but apparently not um you know obviously something happened between you know the coaching staff there and him maybe not buying into the system that's usually how it goes for a young player who gets shipped out um and then of Troy Stetcher I mentioned before uh, he'll add some depth to that decor uh goalie no changes they have Connor Ingram backing up um Vimelka, and Vimelka is definitely worthy of fantasy consideration. He's going to face a lot of shots, not totally um, dissimilar from last year. Hopefully the Coyotes can add some more shot blocking uh, to their strategy this year, but uh, I foresee uh, Vimelka having a lot of value based on that, um, based on that statement, and their style of play. Um, 
like I said, Stetcher doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, last year he had less than a hundred blocks, but uh, I think he'll he'll be able to step up in that in that uh, category. Not a lot of shots on goal and less than fifteen points, uh, so not a big offensive output or a contributor. So <clears throat> Sean Jersey should be able to get uh, should be able to earn more minutes. Uh, he needs to definitely prove himself as a better defender. That's obviously his biggest weakness, and along with what I mentioned, probably the number one reason he got shipped out. Um, He's got serious talent on the offensive side. He's got good stick skills, good skating skills, um, and that's why I think he'll he'll be a good option for the first power play unit eventually. Um, good shot as well, and so I think he'll be able to challenge his uh, be able to challenge his fantasy and reality um, output. He had thirty eight points last year, battled injuries, so if he can stay healthy, I think he'll easily surpass that um he's got a lot of enough talent around him on the uh, on the forward side to to approach and surpass that number uh jason zucker a guy who's gonna fire the puck definitely something that uh, arizona needs and will get um unless something unforeseen happens like a you know an injury or whatnot um obviously a different roster but i think he will He's fit in, in different situations and on different teams like Minnesota. Um, he he was able to you know play with different lineups and you know contribute wherever he's been. Um, he was just below two hundred shots last year. I think he'll be able to equal that, uh, no problem. Um, he'll be able to put up similar numbers. Let me pull those up here. Um, he had 48 points in 78 games last year. I see no issue in him getting to that number or surpassing it based on the roster he's with now. In Pittsburgh, there was a ton of sticks and mouths to feed. Um, a lot of guys who command the puck on that roster. This year, I think he'll be a guy they turn to, to be a playmaker, to be a, a goal uh, contributor. So... I expect him to, like I said, approach or and or surpass. So definitely a guy you can roster with confidence. Kerfoot and Bustad don't warrant a whole lot of attention, but um, Kerfoot, like I said, you know, thirty-five points or should be able to be around that thirty-five point threshold uh, with his willingness to crash the net, or as uh, uh, the Barstool guys coined the mixture area. Um, like I said, a utility guy who can be shuffled up and down the lineup. Um, doesn't really mess with any chemistry and as, as far as I've seen with the teams he's been on in different lineups. Um, <clears throat> so, again, a depth guy for them and for you, uh, the fantasy owner, fantasy players out there. Um, and then Logan Cooley, not a, obviously not a free agent addition, but an addition by draft. He... I project him to get around 40, 45 points. He had 60 points last season in Minnesota, uh, playing some pretty good competition. But again, it's at the college level. It's uh, much different from the National Hockey League, obviously. Um, given a top six role, he's 19 years old. He's He's got all the talent to 
I think, put up 45 points around there. Um, I think him and Hayton, Barrett Hayton, will be a nice tandem down the middle um, and helping that team get towards that last playoff spot. Um, This team is going to be a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun to watch last year. I think they're going to be even more exciting to watch. Uh, I got to see them live last year uh, in the mullet arena whole lot of fun I know it's you know obviously not a professional arena but pretty crazy and chaotic atmosphere um can easily get some home home ice advantage there with the very small um acoustics if you will um so I think we've broken it down pretty well I uh, I can't wait for the season to start so we can start analyzing with uh, some actual um, proof, but I, I see this Arizona team being a scrappy, very, very aggressive team. Um, if they can address their defensive end um, and improve on that from last year, I think they can definitely um, surpass some expectations there and crawl out of the cellar in the uh, in the uh, Western Conference there. So that will conclude our, our short episode here. Um, be sure to give Sports Ethos, Sports Ethos a look and a follow. Um, we'll be continuing this journey down the Western Conference. Um, the uh, next team, of course, would be the Calgary Flames. We didn't do a whole lot, so there's not going to be you know, an extended analysis there. Uh, I'll probably just focus on what they currently, what the, uh, the players returning and what their outlook looks like. So um, until then, we'll see you, and uh, thanks for listening.